I'm Jill Anderson. This is the Harvard EdCast. With more and more schools prioritizing computer science education and making it a core part of the curriculum, Northwestern Assistant Professor Saper Vakil sees this as an opportunity to look beyond just teaching students to code or understand technicalities. Instead, he reimagines computer science as a place to connect learning to social and ethical issues. Now is a good time to pivot our long focus on increasing diversity in the field to actually figuring out how the work can tap into equity and power structures that exist and possibly change them. Sepair talks about the importance of looking at computer science education beyond just the technical and what a more ethically and power-balanced computer science classroom might look like in education. What do you mean when you talk about equity and power in computer science education? First of all, the conversation on equity oftentimes, and for many good reasons, centers on issues of inclusion and mm-hmm. diversity, right? So there's longstanding inequalities in the education system, and those inequalities definitely play out and show up in science and technology and computer science. There's a lot of important research documenting the racial and gender-based disparities. So you step into a computer science classroom. I'm at Northwestern right now, and and you're going to see mostly white males. And that's a problem. It's a problem of of representation. It's a problem of inclusion and one that has been on the radar for some time. And Mm -hmm. there's some progress that's being made on on the front, but still an enduring challenge to the field of education. The push to bring the topic of power is one that's sort of rooted in concern that equity or inclusion is not enough, right? And so the notion there is that it's not just the end game, if you will. It shouldn't be, you know, to get more children of color and more girls into computer science so they can end up working for technology companies. And once we get kind of racial and gender parity, then we're done. We can say mission complete, right? It's more a challenge to think about the ways that, Inclusion is an opportunity to kind of shift the narrative, you know, the idea for diversity and what can make it so powerful isn't just to get more faces and different kinds of people working for tech companies, but to get their ideas and their identities and their experiences and to shift the possibilities of what can be created from a technological standpoint, right? That's where power comes in, to really have a conversation about the broader purposes of why we want to get kids involved in science and technology. So I think really focusing on power there is a way to just say, yeah, inclusion is important, diversity is important, but what are we really driving towards? And kind of to open that up as a a space for debate and conversation. It's interesting that it hasn't been looking at that because it seems so important. I would just add that it's not completely absent. There's definitely a lot of Mm -hmm. rich things happening. And there's an education, there's a very, very long and deep tradition of educators and activists and community organizers working to not just you know create more inclusion and access, but to really control the narrative to make education something that's socially relevant, mm-hmm. that's connected to social justice. Sure. So that's so this is not happening in isolation. I think that the argument I was trying to make in the article about computer science and equity and power is that there's a window of opportunity to anchor computer science education and some of those longstanding traditions to make it something that's more powerful from an equity standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Especially given that computer science education is sort of just taking off, 
I just arrived to the Chicago area less than a year ago, and there's so much happening that I'm learning about here within Chicago public schools that sort of mirrors what was happening in Oakland about, you know, people fighting to get computer science as a requirement in high schools and kind of -of out-of-school programs, bringing in a focus on coding and Mm -hmm. technology. And so as that is ramping up, I think there's really a window of opportunity to say, what is this really all about? What kind of learning opportunities do we want to provide young people? Is it just about the technical and the learning, you know, how to code in Java or Python? Or is it about thinking about the power that these technologies and these different coding languages have to impact a lot of different social issues in local and national and global communities? So when you talk to educators or maybe curriculum designers, developers, Do you find that they're thinking about this or is it something that isn't necessarily at the top of their minds? I think it really depends Mm -hmm. who you're talking to. Right. There's definitely some kind of stronghold spaces in education, especially kind of traditional computer science conferences or communities or groups of educators and scholars where – you know, to talk about ethics and politics or race is sort of like, no, that's not what we do. You know, mm-hmm. you know, take that somewhere else, right? That's not what we're, we're about. The kind of objective, the neutral design of algorithms, and, and this has nothing to do with politics or equity or power or ethics. So that definitely exists, and we can't be naive about, about that legacy, so to speak. On the other hand, there's all kinds of other communities doing really transformational work in this space. I was in Chicago in the Rogers Park neighborhood meeting with a community organization there and learning more about the work that they do and thinking about some possibilities for collaboration. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me about their interest in connecting the dots between kind of social justice educational initiatives and technology literacy and documentary filmmaking. And so that I think there's definitely spaces both in formal and an informal context where people are seeing the power of computer science playing a a much more prominent role in discussions around equity and inequality and justice. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's still on the margins, so to speak, and that we have to be honest about that piece of it as well. Can you maybe describe what this would look like in practice Mm -hmm. when it's working, when we're using computer science in a way to explore deep ethical issues? I definitely don't have all the answers on that. I think there's a lot of people (laughs) trying to figure that out. One thing I I would say is that it needs to look interdisciplinary, right? Mm -hmm. Just to kind of bring my own personal experience into this. I studied electrical engineering in my undergraduate days, you know, but I also took a lot of courses outside of engineering. So I was taking courses in philosophy and history and African-American studies and Chicano studies. And the kind of disconnect between what counts as deep intellectual reasoning and, and the forms in which that reasoning shows up is very different, right? So to kind of make it very concrete, in a typical engineering or computer science classroom, you're designing artifacts, right? Or you're solving complicated math-based problems mm-hmm. or you're you know, working through code, but you're not necessarily you know, doing a lot of reading or writing, Right. I have a colleague in Northwestern, Shirin Busuri, who talks a lot about the possibilities for bringing in a literacy focus into STEM. That could be one way to expand a kind of ethical and political analysis that could potentially take place. Right. Another scholar that comes to mind who I've been reading about lately, her name is Donna Riley. She took a traditional thermodynamics course that would be common in an engineering curriculum and, and integrated a lot of kind of humanities and social sciences perspectives in that. So I think there's ways in which interdisciplinary approaches mm-hmm. can start pushing the possibilities for knowledge production and learning in the context of a computer science or engineering course. This goes 
beyond the undergraduate experience. I mean, you're really looking at K through 12. It could definitely be K through 12, but also in, in the undergraduate. Um, again, from my own experience, and also it's reflected in the literature, you know, undergraduate learning experiences in computer science and engineering, at least in the United States, oftentimes marginalized social and ethical issues, mm-hmm. right? And it's all about the technical and the quote-unquote scientific. Again, there's a missed opportunity for engaging students and thinking deeply across the technical and socio-scientific and ethical. And, you know, we're starting to see, you know, universities be aware of this and respond to this. At Northwestern, for instance, there's a brand new PhD program that's a joint program between computer science and the learning sciences. Mm -hmm. And that's starting to kind of shift the conversation about what it means to do computer science. I know MIT has a brand new initiative that's really tackling ethical issues head on. And there's a number of other programs across the country. So I think there's a sense that students are wanting this and craving this. I had an undergraduate computer science student just a couple weeks ago, and I'm new to campus here, but she found me and she probably read my profile online Mm -hmm. and she showed up to my office wanting to do summer research on topics that kind of broadly connected the dots between sociopolitical inequalities and database science and computer science. I just really want to emphasize that I really do think we are in a moment where the broader public and also students at the high school level, at the college level, are starting to demand something more mm-hmm. from computer science and STEM education. And maybe it has to do with the fact that we are in a particularly ethically and politically charged moment mm-hmm. in the world and in this country in particular. Even people in STEM disciplines want to think about how they can connect what they're learning about in technical domains to more pressing social ethical issues. So where's a good place to begin if you are an educator and you haven't perhaps thought about this so much, but you're teaching a computer science class or something of that nature in your high school or middle school? Mm. Is there a good place to start sort of incorporating this approach into their That's a great question. Two things come to mind just right off the top. One is get to know the local community, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I have the luxury of being in the Chicago area and coming from the Oakland area and the ecology of community organizations was so rich and there's a lot of interesting things happening in those spaces mm-hmm. where you know educators in informal environments might be clued in to the ways in which certain neighborhoods or communities are experiencing technology and bringing those experiences in to the classroom as relevant and as worthy of intellectual exploration could be one way to think about you know, making the learning of computer science matter in a more direct and powerful way. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is that there's so much that's going on in terms of people writing about technology in new ways. A couple books that come to mind, uh, Sophia Noble, she wrote a book called Algorithms of Oppression, Mm -hmm. right? So really looking at the way racial and gender-based bias is sort of deeply entrenched in the way that search engines operate. And so Mm -hmm. that could be a really powerful way to think about, well, what's the computer science in that? How does that work from a technical perspective, right? There's another book that comes to mind by Virginia Eubanks. I think it's called Automating Inequality. And again, it's looking at the different kinds of ways that automation technologies and the algorithms underlying them are really having profound social and ethical consequences, right? And so kind of within a computer science context, you can imagine assigning some chapters from those books. Mm -hmm. You can imagine creating activities where uh, students are probing at the ways in which algorithms can encode different kinds of biases and how that works and the kind of science behind that. 
Uh, but there's a lot of resources that are being developed right now. I think there's a Google document going around specifically curating resources on computer science educators that are incorporating ethics into their curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I think tapping into that community, there's a Twitter community called hashtag ethical CS mm-hmm. that is a pretty vibrant space and that's spearheaded by a computer science high school educator. There's a lot going on. I think part of it is just getting tapped into the community, being in conversation with folks, and really trying to ground curriculum and pedagogy in the lived experiences of students. Sapir Vakil is an assistant professor at Northwestern School of Education and Social Policy, where he investigates the politics of learning and the politics of knowledge production in STEM education. I'm Jill Anderson. This is the Harvard EdCast produced by the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Next week, I'll talk with Vanessa Siddell Walker, a professor of African American and Educational Studies at Emory College. Thanks for listening.